Motown Rundown, we are here early on a Wednesday morning. Gentlemen, I'll cut right to the chase. Trent has to get in the car, go out to Indianapolis for the Michigan State Butler basketball game. Hinkle Fieldhouse, they shot Hoosiers there. Collins knows they that. Did. Trent did it's not. It's the scouting report. No, no, I did. I knew that. No, sorry. Trent knew that. Uh, <laughs> Trent didn't know that. I don't know why he's even going. Have you yeah, ever been right. to the Fieldhouse, Collins? No, I I I was gonna buy tickets for this game, but they like are like they sold out like very quickly. Really, Butler basketball's got its own niche. Like they're they're respectable. Yeah, and there's also gonna be a ton of Michigan State fans there. Yeah, I would I would happen to Dude, agree. It's like, it's like a tourism destination for these people. Yeah, MSU's got a ton of Indiana, like Indianapolis, like alums too. They're out there. They're everywhere. Yeah. Spartan Nation. Um, well, for the sake of time, I guess we can cut to the chase because Trent, you got to get in the car and uh, and head out there in about forty minutes or so. So, big day for you ahead, Trent, because you also have to somehow get this podcast uploaded for the people, uh, and then get in the car at eleven. So we're moving. I will grooving, do what I must. Shaking. I will do what I must. Shaking. Anything, anything to bring content to the people. Content, content, content. Um, let's start with the Tigers. It sounds like we're going to hit all four teams today, um, but potentially the um, biggest news as free agency begins in Major League Baseball. And this was a name that was rumored to, to be linked to the Tigers and the deal ended up getting done. So uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, E-Rod. I don't know if anyone calls him E-Rod. I'm sure he gets called E-Rod. We're I calling him E-Rod. Him E-Rod. We are calling him E-Rod. I, we've had K-Rod. Now we have E-Rod. I think presumably they're going to wear the same number. So um, Eduardo Rodriguez comes over from the Boston Red Sox, left-handed pitcher. Um, I believe the deal was five years, 77 million, but there's some ordeal where the Tigers, I think, can opt out of it after two years, which I kind of like. Um, 28 years old. I think old. He, he can opt out. He can opt out. Yes, well, which well, is good. It's good. I guess unless he has a horrible two years and he's like, oh, I'll just stay here and cash in my No, paycheck. but I think it's regardless. I think it, the whole idea is like if I pitch really good this two years, I'm opting out. And if you guys want to pay me more, we'll pay more. If not, like I like that idea. Good way to put it. I like that. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez comes over. He was 13-8 and eight last year with a 4.74 ERA. Um, I believe he averages – if not just beholden to last year, I think a career like 10 strikeout per nine inning guy uh, won the world series with the Red Sox in 2018. I don't know if I would say like one of the more is, would you, would, I don't know. Would you guys say that he was one of the more coveted uh, starting pitching free agents this year? I mean, maybe for lefties probably like, well, I think that's the big draw is that he's a lefty, but yeah, absolutely. He was in the upper echelon of available yeah. guys. Like I, I'm not well, going to say he was a top three guy, but. Boston definitely wanted him. I the one thing I follow a lot of I randomly follow like three or four Boston Red Sox fans and they're all upset that he left, which I like to hear. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, that's a franchise that that demands a lot, a fan base that demands a lot. So you're right, Collins has got to say something. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't great last year. He had like a really bad, he had an awful COVID experience. Yeah, he missed. Well, I believe he missed all of 2020 because he had uh, myocarditis. That uh, yeah, like he he was like, condition me- like messed up from COVID. Like he really had it bad. So well, the stat you keep seeing though is that he led the Red Sox to win. So that's cool. But you know who else had a really horrible COVID experience? Victor Reyes. Play the man. Continue. Go ahead. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, but oh. hey, Erod. 
Cy Young, Cy Young uh, I think he placed sixth in the Cy Young voting in 2019. So, and at 28 years old too, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to just look at age as being like, that's all that the Tigers should be worrying about. Just like stay young. But I mean, a pretty, a pretty proven guy that They're not I would say that much. They're really not. Yeah. But I, I think the most important thing for me is like, number one, I, I love his strikeout rate, which is going to be fun to watch for Tigers fans. Um, apparently there was something that got thrown out too about his numbers against AL central teams has been like lights out. Um, but I think most importantly, this is a signing that takes you in the direction of this is a guy that's going to be a piece of this roster for presumably at, at least two years, as, as many as five. And as you said, Collins, there's always that chance that he opts out if he's playing well to go get more money from um, the Tigers or someone else. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think, you know, this is not a Jose Urania or a Tyson Ross or whatever that guy's name is that pitched like two games or, or, or Julio uh, to Heron. Like this is a guy who the Tigers foresee as being like, this was a guy that's going to help the rotation and be a piece here for a couple of years as they're trying to compete. So I don't know what the other, I mean, again, I know Jose Barrios just got paid big time by the Blue Jays. I didn't need to see the Tigers do any of that, but for a decent price, as you said, Collins, um, a guy that I think is, is, is going to be a, um, a, a pretty solid piece of the rotation when you still have, you know, I wouldn't say question marks, but, you know, you're looking to see what kind of pitcher you got at Tarek Skubal, Matt Manning, and Casey Mize this year. Plus, there was still, you know, uh, conversation left on the board of of Justin Verlander. Yeah, Please, God, do it. You're hearing whatever about – I know Noah Syndergaard just signed with the Angels for a year, and for whatever reason, Verlander was kind of like, oh, he might go out to L.A., but whatever I was reading about how it's either the Tigers or probably an East Coast team. So I would it, like to think it's that like literally. I think it's between here. the Yankees, Sox, and my Tigers – and if he goes to any of those two teams, I will legit cry. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that would be disheartening if he went to go play for the Yankees or the Well, Red I Sox. think they have way more money to give them. That's like the thing. I, well, I, but you know what? You know what my message is to JV? Another World Series is not going to move the needle for you whatsoever, positive yeah, or negative. That's why I think he just wants money. Well, that, yeah, but he also might want sentimental value, potentially. I, d- I do think he does have sentimental value, Trent. That's like the thing. I'm not putting it out of the question. But I don't know what the market price is for him. I mean, he turned out. I, I don't. Did he turn down his qualifying offer officially? I don't even know if he has. I have no idea. I have I no temperature. On I, this. I just don't. I don't have a read on, on million, If he turns all. that down, I think he's expecting at least two for twenty-five or something. You know what I mean? Like twenty-five million yeah. years. Well, what you now have though, when when you 20? have you know, I don't when you know. have. Erod, my Scooble, and Manning. Yeah, a guy like Verlander would be the perfect fourth or fifth guy. Just Dude, I'd pay Verlander for twenty. I would pick two for forty for Verlander. I Is Turnbull supposed it. to come back anytime soon? Who Turnbull. Turnbull? No, he's not pitching this year. Oh, is that I did I? I wasn't sure of the timeline of when he went down. But is well, Armando Galarraga available? In... Can they sign Armando Galarraga? Yeah, Anibal Sanchez. Well, what's it all? I the one thing I, I was thinking is Boyd coming back, but I guess that's like oh yeah, that's right, that's right. But I they haven't about really Matthew talked Boyd. about it, so I'm assuming that's just like he's not coming back. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't, and and that's where now that I think about it, I don't really know where JV fits into that mix. But for the sake of nostalgia, well, yeah, Matt Boyd and Turnbull did kick rocks this year if they're going to sign Justin Verlander. 
That's fair. I'll allow it. I, I, I'm curious to see. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen JV pitch in a year, so I'm sure he's still got some, you know, he's still got stuff. I just don't know how much left he thinks he has in the tank Dude, as far as so like, many. There would be so he said many. He wants to pitch till he's 43, Rabs. He's like 38 right he's now. He's the Tom Brady of baseball. He's going to be like, yeah, I, I think I can play till I'm 50. Like, okay, dude. I, well, I, I, pitching is like the one position in sports I actually think you can um, if you're good, but I don't think you'll probably – he probably won't be good until then. But I don't know. Kenny Rogers did it. Yeah. Are they going to sign Perea? What's, it sounds like they're signing Perea. I read – I saw one – I saw one – um, article that was like four lines of text that just said like, oh yeah, some guy tweeted that um, according to some of his ESPN or his baseball insiders that Correa to Detroit is a done deal. And I just like laughed. I was like, that's enough for me to like say it on the podcast. Like I'll, we'll, the Motown rundown will be the first to report that Carlos Well, that, I saw that Detroit tweet Tiger. from like that Balco guy. I mean, I'll believe it. I probably don't think he has any sources, but the fact that I believe, I mean, first of all, the fact that Perea was like talking shit about Derek Jeter made me laugh. So, and yeah, I, I just, that. yeah, I don't think the Yankees want to bring in a Houston Astro. I really, I think that could go very poorly. I really do. Like, if Perea does not play good in like the first year, that could get sideways real fast. Patriots um, way. I, it just seems like the, the Tigers are like the last man standing with Perea. Well, they were also the first man standing. That's the thing. Is they were also the first. Well, team once that, he, if he wasn't going back to Houston, I always kind of thought it was Detroit or the Yankees, and it right. doesn't really seem like the Yankees want them. They want Seager more, so I feel like the Tigers are gonna have an opportunity to sign him if they want to. Agree. I my last thought on and it this seems is, like they want him. My last thought on this Tiger stuff is your 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 offseason checklist is about four bullet points. It's getting a vet pitcher a young pitcher, a shortstop, and a catcher. And if the Correa signing happens, you have checked three of those boxes. You just need your vet. If Verlander happens, you have completed your offseason checklist before December even hits, which would be – Well, if they get Verlander, I'm like all in. Like, I, I, like I'll buy opening day tickets immediately. I'm going <laughs> opening day regardless, but I'm – Yeah, I, I'd like to go to that too. Is it is it true that Tyler Collins was signed to a minor league contract? Did what? I hear this? Remember no. Tyler Collins? I for the Tigers? Up. I believe so. I, 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 this could be, I'm looking this up as we speak. What is this from 2018? Yeah. I, th- I didn't this know he game. was still in baseball. Never forget oh, yeah. when he flipped off the crowd. Yeah. Oh Maybe it completely. I don't know if, I don't, I think this is wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I will say this. He's out of the league. Yeah. I would assume so. Um, I've seen – I think it's uh, – like, I think the Tigers are trying to shortstop regardless. We talked about backup plans. It seems like the backup plan is they're gonna, if they don't get Correa, they're going to sign Story, which I don't love, TB, to be honest, but – I'm fine with that. Were you just going to say TBH? Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Okay. Well, I mean, that's all I got for Tigers, unless you guys want to keep going. Yeah, no, we can we can keep rolling. Um, more dominoes to fall, obviously. Um, so sign we'll Correa, please. Cover it as and a... sign JV. God. Yeah, just get it done, dude. They're, if they the, sign JV, I'll start crying. The so Tigers happy. are already a good team. If they sign JV, that will just drive more fans into Comerica. It'll be it'll, it can only so I, I Justin Verlander's first start back at Comerica would be like a playoff game. It'll be a yeah. sellout. Yeah. 
Oh my god, yeah, I love Justin Verlander. God. <laughs> All right, well, so let's uh, we'll keep rolling here. Uh, let's do some Pistons, um, and then we'll hit the Wings, and finally we'll wrap up with Lions because we actually have some uh, some things to discuss today. I don't know where we left off on Pistons. Um, I'm trying to think of when we recorded last week, but they beat the after Raptors. the Jalen Green game. Yeah. Okay. So they they drop it. I mean, just to talk about like 0405 Pistons score of, I mean, on the wrong side of it, but 98 to 78 to the Cavs on the road. Um, then you pick up a win over the Raptors. And then the game that I was at the other day, um, you lose the Kings at home 129 to 107 on a, on a Monday night where you could hear a pin drop in the arena. Um, they do play the Pacers today at home. Um, so they have a, I mean, <laughs> They're going to see the Pacers, then they're going to see the Warriors at home, the Lakers at home, the Heat, and they go back on the road. So um, Tyrese Halliburton comes to the building against uh, Killian Hayes as I was, uh, you know, watching watching that happen, whatever the storylines are that I made up in my brain of what the uh, Pistons could have, should have, would have. But nonetheless, um, I don't know, guys. I don't know what to tell you. You guys watch more Pistons games than I do. All I can tell you is from the little that I've watched, and um, they have a tough time scoring points, and I just don't I, – I, I struggle to see where for a roster that's predominantly the same as far as the guys that got run last year with the addition of Cade Cunningham, I just I don't I'm just kind of failing to see why it's so hard for this team to be productive. And I think that Dwayne Casey's coaching situation should be in question. I don't I don't I'm not calling for his head to be fired, but but I just I don't know what you have seen from this coach other than he's a nice guy and he seems like he cares about the, the young guys. I know he was coach of the year before he came over here, but I just I don't know. Don't know what to tell I you. Get, I get I get that sentiment. First of all. I, you didn't mention the Toronto game, which I think was the most awesome. – if you're a Pistons fan, it was the best game of the year. Just Killian Hayes played really good. Kate Cunningham didn't have a great game, but he he showed what Kate Cunningham does. Well, he also was the – he was, he was the clutch guy. He had two shots. No, no, yeah. He yes. made two great baskets, but Killian played really good that game. And it's a decent Raptors team. Um, on the road, pretty hostile environment. So yeah, that, Stewart, that was, Stewart dropped 20 as well. Yes. Um, I think that's kind of been the missing piece this year. They haven't really found a way to get Stewart going offensively. And I know he's not an offensive player, but I, I would like to see him get a little bit more touches. Um, as much as Mason Plumley sucks and the fact that Kelly Olenek is hurt right now, I think they kind of miss a steady Eddie, like center that like pick and roll, like whatever decent rebounder. I think they miss Mason Plumley in that as much as I hate to say that. Cause I, I want to see the young guys get minutes. Um, I'm not a fan of some of Casey's like um, rotations, but when you look at some of the teams they've played, I don't like personally don't know how you'd expect them. Like they're just not as good as some of these other teams. And Sadiq Bay and Killian Hayes have not played great so far. Like I, I the difference between Sadiq Bay, Sadiq Bay's fa- shots have just not fall, fell. Excuse me. And Killian Hayes, I mean, has not looked comfortable offensively. So, I mean, you're letting these guys play major minutes, so you hopefully hope they, like, kind of shake out of that. Um, I'm not going to, like, beat a broken horse down. They need – I don't understand why they're not playing Saban Lee over Corey Joseph. I just think he's better. Um, also, Hamadou Diallo is going to be, like, off this team in two weeks. 
Yeah, I feel bad for him. I feel awful. I don't know why we re-signed him. We're not even playing him. Yeah, like at all. Uh, look, my, my well, thoughts on the, the most recent games is the Cavaliers game. That Dude, that is just an atrocity. 78 points. Like, Well, they had no bids. They had Luka playing against all those bids. Yeah, is, so that that's just tough. But it's it's like you should never be scoring 78 points in 2021. And the Raptors game, you're right, Collins, you follow that up. And that's probably the best game of the whole season in terms of, you know, what you want to see from the team. But then right back, it's the up-down theory. You go right back to the Kings game, and it's just like, it's like 12 to 37 Kings in the first quarter. It, it is just an atrocity. And I got, I got George and Greg, God love them, talking about how the comeback is on when they cut it to 14 in the second quarter. That it's just, it's honestly tough to watch, which is disappointing and I am here to say with my hand up and hella egg on my face that I slammed more Kool-Aid for this Pistons team than I ever have for the Detroit Lions. I bet the ranch on the over 25 and a half wins for this Pistons team, thinking that they would somehow make somewhat of a jump in, this, in their second year together like you would think logically would happen. But I'll tell you what, guys, they better beat the Pacers tonight because coming up, you got the Warriors, Lakers, Heat, Bucks, Clippers, Lakers, Trailblazers, Suns. When does your next win come? Like, that's what I'm saying. You got you to get win number four tonight because if you don't, you won't win again until December. And that's not me being pessimistic or anything. That's just me basing that off what I've seen so far. And you're right, Collins. Kate has shown some stuff. And Sadiq Bay. I, I like what I've seen from Kate, to be honest. I, I love it, too. And aside from his first two games, he's really taken off since then. And and what you haven't seen from Sadiq Bey, I think, is largely a result of he's now essentially the team's number one or team's 1B if Jeremy Grant's the team's number one, whatever. Like, he just – he gets defensive attention now, whereas last year as a rookie, people didn't really expect much from him, even even though it's an NBA team. You yeah, know, the but person, he, like, misses open shots, a lot of open shots right now, Tron. And maybe that's pressure. I agree. Maybe that maybe that's pressure. But look, the bottom line is the team is not performing well. All eyes are on everyone. But I I, I agree with Rabs I, and Collins. I think this should be our closing Pistons point. I I am looking at Dwayne Casey now. I just am. And I want your thoughts because I know you're not. But I'm looking at Dwayne Casey and I'm saying, like Rabs said, this is essentially the same exact core. You just add Cade. And now you're not actively trying to lose games. At least I don't think so, like you were last season. So why can't you win? I'll say this, though. Like, well, I mean, they had the worst record in the league last year. So well, yeah. Yeah. And when I say why can't you win, I'm not saying win like like four seed in the East. What I'm saying is, like, why do the you Pistons still have to win four more games, Trent? And if Killian Hayes and Kate Huntingham and Steve Bay and Isaiah Stewart keep progressing, that's all Dwayne Casey needs to do. All he needs to do. No, I, I agree. What I'm saying is I don't – they're not on pace to do that at all. Like, they've I, won three games and we're in mid-November. I get that, Trent, but it – like, I think the more concerning thing is that Sadipe and, like, Isaiah Stewart consistently have not been great. And Killian Hayes is still – I mean, Killian Hayes is a project, point blank. I've said that, like, three times already on the show, so – um, but if you just I, – I just want to see the young guys cook. So I'm fine with them losing all these games. If if it comes to a point where it's like they haven't – like the players all hate them, they don't respect – I don't think they're at that point, and I trust them developing players. 
So I'm going to stick with Dwayne Casey. That's just me. I don't think winning is all I, – I don't think they're trying to win. I really don't. Okay, well, see, so you talk me off the ledge when you say all that stuff because I agree. Like, I would I, – I just want the young players to cook. I think my thing is that my expectations were way too high, unrealistically high. So that's why I get in my well, head. Well, I think the bench pieces are terrible. Every, oh, my God, dude. Every bench piece that – or contributing player last year that played well has not been good this year. Frank Jackson hasn't been good. Josh, I I think Josh Jackson like does the most, most, but he's not doing what he did offensively last year. Olenek, I think was your best option. He's out for like four weeks. Um, Trying to think who else. Corey Joseph Joseph brings you nothing. Diallo doesn't even play. Diallo won't. I think they're going to cut Diallo. I actually think they're going to. They might, but one last point. There was like something going on with him and Casey at the end of one of those games the other night. Well, I get it, dude. If I was Diallo, I'd be like, why the hell did you not guys do I mean, they played him the first couple games, and he was didn't bring them anything either. So, Yeah, I mean, maybe now. But at this point, you're right, Trent. They should try anything. So, Yeah, and I do, dude, two points real quick. Number one, I hate Trey Lyles. Get him off the team. Number two, I am literally explaining to my dad. My dad is a diehard Pistons fan, but he hasn't watched a ton this year. And I'm explaining to him that Corey Joseph stinks. And as I'm explaining this and how it's saving Leash a good more minutes, he throws a pass out of bounds to nobody. And I am just I it it, it was in that first quarter of the Kings game, that nauseating Kings I game. I saw that. I was actually watching that. In, yes, perhaps. As I was eating food in the media dining. <laughs> so that's all. I'm just saying, if you're literally telling someone about how bad someone is and then they make a horrendous play. He also missed a layup right at the rim. He's also like not young. No, Dude. he's not. It doesn't make it made zero sense. I know he has this relationship with Joseph Trent. You're completely right. You can play Joseph, but that doesn't mean you can't play Saban Lee like at all. Yeah. Saban Lee. Saban Lee's oh. been on the Motor City Cruise half the year. Yeah. It's 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 nauseating. That's the G player of the year, Saban Lee. So, so to me, Rabs and Collins, that is the one thing to me. Where, yes, where wins and losses might not count on Dwayne Wasey's Dwayne Wasey, Dwayne Casey's record. I like that. Dwayne Wasey? Yeah. That, that's like my evil Dwayne Casey name, I guess. I'm, Dwayne, I, more like I, Dwayne Wasty. I should, ooh, Rabs, you're going to start a movement. All I'm saying is if wins and losses don't show up on Dwayne Casey's record, then that kind of stuff with the Saban Lee minutes and the Corey Joseph minutes definitely does. And if there's if there's cause for Pistons fans to be upset with this guy, that's where it is. So Collins, you're right. And it might not I be agree. so much wins and losses. For me, it's wins and losses because I slammed the blue and red Kool-Aid before the season. But in the big picture, you know, whatever. That's enough Pistons. Unless unless Collins, you got any closing thoughts? Nope. Gotta get a win versus the Pacers tonight. You have to. Yep. Probably Pistons won't. Pacers tonight. Live from LCA. Um other teams. Team in LCA, Detroit Red Wings. Um, again, trying to rack my brain of where we left off. I think the last game we talked about was the Oilers game, which was great. Um, since then, hasn't been all that pretty. Uh, you lose two nothing to the Capitals at home. Um, I think that I think when we recorded the last podcast, they were playing the Capitals that night. Um, so that's a two nothing game. As I said that day, the Caps owed you one, um, and and they definitely got you back there. Um, then you see the Canadians at home. Uh, you win that game in overtime, which was awesome because for whatever reason, 
Um, Trent, that's the day that uh, Michigan State, I had the Trent Valley uh, Memorial Michigan State, Detroit Red Wings parlay. I told Trent, you're going to want the Wings money line on this today. They won. Um, in Rabs, overtime. You, Rabs, Rabs was still. I Rabs told me to go for it, and I went for it, and I was elated that night. Yeah, put, it, that's put it all on Lions to cover the next day, by the way. Never mentioned that because of the tie, but more on nice. that. Later. Great, but yeah, so the Wings win that one, which is great. Um, then they have the Blue Jackets on Monday. Uh, they lose that game five to three. Um, that was a game that they were in all the way for the most part. Um, they ended up taking the lead late in the third and they let up two goals. So um, one of those games that you'd probably want to have back and you'll look back and, you know, on the season and, you know, games that you probably could have had, you could have won. Um, that was one of them. I thought they played really well in that game just for the, you know, beside the, the standpoint of you score a late goal with, I think like six minutes left and then you let in two and um, in two or three, I believe I'm trying to think back to that game, but um, tough loss there. And then uh, you see the stars last night. Thanks a lot to uh, ESPN and ESPN plus. I could not watch that game, even though I live 30 minutes away from where the, where the team plays Dude, you should um, the majority it. of their games. Well, I have, so we have the uh, Disney good, plus actually. bundle. We have the Disney plus bundle, but it's uh, so you get like Disney plus you get Hulu and you get ESPN plus. But the problem is all my fantasy and, and, uh, stuff that I use and all my alerts on my phone is all linked to my personal ESPN account, which I don't have ESPN plus Then my mom's got her account to use like the Hulu live and or Hulu and whatever I just mentioned. So I'd have to like, were you, were you not at home? Into that one? Huh? Were you not at home able to like end the home base to watch? Is that why? No, I was, I was, I was home. I just didn't want to go through the trouble of, of getting it all. So that's probably, okay. then me. that's your fault. But it's still it's still the principle of the fact that I live 30 minutes away from the well, I, I live I live 30 minutes away too, Rabs, and I have YouTube TV and I can't even watch anyone on Bally Sports. I have to legal stream it. So yeah, so it just that's that's brutal. The fact that I couldn't watch my team play. Um, but nonetheless, it seemed like the, the stars were just controlling pace the entire night. Uh, you sneak a couple goals and Zadina had one. Um, Larkin had one. Larkin had an unbelievable goal as well. That was a sick um, goal. But I think that the Wings are, have been a tad bit sluggish to start off this road trip um, between the Columbus game and the Dallas game. Um, you lose Mitchell Stevens to IR, and Joe Valeno has now been called up to play in his place. The one thing I don't necessarily agree with with Joe Valeno is that he's now centering or playing wing on the fourth line. I just think Joe Valeno has so much more to his game offensively than a guy like Michael Rasmussen. So when Mitchell Stevens goes down and, you know, I don't, I, I've, I've never been against Joe Valeno starting the year in the AHL. Um, but what I will say is if you're going to have Joe Valeno up to play minutes, especially to replace a guy that plays in the fourth line, I'd really just like to see it move Michael Rasmussen down to the fourth line. I mean, there, there's a certain element to his game where he's, he's gotten a lot better skating wise in the last year or so. I just, I, I don't, it's so hard for me to see this upside of him being like a middle six center on this team. And I would like to think that if the team is, is, is uh, trajecting, what am I, what's the word projecting transcending, tracking trending saying trending trending if the team is trending upwards with with the forward group i would like to think that the the day comes where michael rasmussen is not in that conversation in the middle so i just haven't seen it so um to to me i think to have a guy like that on the fourth line who's a a big long center 
Um, you know, the, his his skill component of his game is an upside to be playing in a in a line like the fourth line. And I do think he has, you know, just with his size and his frame, he has a bit of a physical edge that he you have to play with playing in, in a bottom six role. But when Joe Valeno's up, I would just much rather see him between like an Ernie and an Amesnikov on the third line. He had two points and one game or two games or whatever. He was up a little bit earlier this year. So, I mean, by, by I don't really understand the theory of like cutting his minutes and, and you know, playing him on a line that's really not intended to score goals. So um, that's that for me. I don't really have a whole lot. Um, I still think the goalie play has been fine. Um, my, my thing is just to like watch, I would say, and I was kind of having this conversation last night in my wing nuts group chat with my uh, with my two buddies that get pretty locked into all the wings games. Um, Phillips Adina, obviously he scores a goal last night, but um, the, the point was just the sentiment was brought up of you, you got to see a little something more. I mean, I would say in reality for the second and third lines, like they've, they've been decent um, this year for the sake of, you know, you, you, you're getting a little bit of production. Obviously there's no question that your top line has, has carried the load tremendously. Um, other guys have chipped in here and there defensively. Um, I think the defensemen have been a lot more active and um, in creating offense and, and getting on the score sheet. I mean, you see how good of a year most Sider's having so far, um, but, but, you know, there, there has to, something's got to give with, with the second and third lines. And I don't know, you know, I was very, very high on um, Pew Suter coming into this year. He's had a bit of a slow start as far as points are concerned. Um, I don't think that the, the second and third line is all that dangerous in the grand scheme of things. I think that they're really solid from a standpoint of just being, you know, being your, your bottom your middle six to your to your bottom six are you kind of know what you get with them on a nightly basis as far as guys that have a high compete level, um, pretty defensively responsible. There's no one that really jumps out on this team that's like a complete defensive liability to me, um, which is a plus. And I think that's part of Steve Eiserman's whole plan is to get guys that that can can play in all three zones and you know are, are willing to block shots and 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 play with a net. Like, playing from their net out first mentality. Um, but again, I, there's, there's still a little bit of uh, that, that talent that you might not be seeing that high end talent on that second line that you would like to see. Again, you don't have Jacob Verana. I say it every week. Um, and then, you know, you're looking at a guy like Joe Valeno. Can he eventually solidify himself into a second line center role? Um, that's yet to be seen. Um, and then you have Jonathan Bergen, who's who's playing uh, minutes in the AHL right now, who you're anticipating coming up to to also be a part of the club, hopefully as, as soon as, you know, in a couple months here, or, or barring any in, unfortunate injuries, you could, you could see him. So, um, but back to my point about Phillips Adina, I just the more and more I, I watch this kid, I just don't – I don't know. You're, he, he was drafted to be in, in – a goal scorer. And I think he only has like three goals to start the season. Um, he gets power play time. So um, bottom line for me is I think that he has to be a lot better on this team. And I know he's still young and there's by no means am I throwing the book out on him, but just as a guy to keep eyes on that, I've, I've been a little disappointed with him and Pew Suter, I think are two guys that have, have been off. Well, to I think Suter and Sadina have different expectations. You should be disappointed with 
like Sedina. Pew Suter, you're like, eh, thought this would be better. Yeah. So, I mean, again, not a, not a Steve Eiserman draft pick, Philip Sedina, but I think in, in his position, I, I know the guy that, I, I think that the the most notable guy that was picked behind him was that was Quinn Hughes from Vancouver. Not that Quinn Hughes plays, you know, necess- necessarily fits the mold of what Steve Eiserman's trying to do defensively. Well, here. we could use a D like Quinn Hughes. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, with Mark Stahl and Danny DeKaiser on the I mean, Danny DeKaiser is, like, done. Like, he is – how many more years do we have to pay him? Is I think this year? is it. This is the last year. I don't know if he'll be one of those guys that, you know, you bring back really, really, really cheap because he's just – he's objectively being overpaid for his services. So, I don't know if that's a guy you bring back really, really cheap um, because Mark Stahl's contract is also up after this year and – it seems I like Steve Kaiser really likes to keep on. Like he, he just seems like a guy who's had a ton of injuries. Like he's made it. Like I, I could see him being like done. Could I mean? Could be. I don't. I don't think that he is unserviceable like a John, like a Jonathan Erickson became for your team to where it's like you can't even play him because he's so bad. But um, yeah, I mean, just from a speed standpoint, it's just it's not there. Um, offensively, he doesn't do much for you. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know, but um, the Wings will play the Golden Knights in Vegas tomorrow um, as we are recording here on Wednesday, and they see the the, uh, Coyotes before they come back home. So if you can pick up both of those games and split the road trip, fantastic. Um, If not, I mean, I think the Coyotes game, if they lose that game, there's a lot. That's that's would not be a fun practice for the Red Wings uh, when they come back home after the Coyotes game, if they lose that one. But Vegas severely banged up a lot of their top a lot of their top horses are uh banged up alex tuck banged up too even though he was just traded to uh buffalo but um they they wouldn't have had him either way so uh shout out uncle steve coyotes yes so uh yeah hopefully the wings can uh, can take those two so uh that's all i got for wings um we'll move into uh the lions to end the show here obviously a uh well, they didn't lose, which is which is great. So 16 to 16 tie on the road in Pittsburgh uh, with the Ben Roethlisberger less Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Mason Rudolph starts a quarterback sloppy game from the standpoint of the weather. Um, but if there was any and I watched the game, Trent, I watched the game. Trent was uh, was giving me grief. I watched the game. I didn't have anything going on. So I sat down and watched them. That that was just the epitome of like why this year. I have chosen to not be as invested from the standpoint of just watchability and entertainment factor. Like one of the worst football. It was like, it was like like a car accident. No, that was, was that was the worst football game I've ever seen. Singular. Yeah. I mean, just like sloppy, like couldn't move the ball. I, I think Jared Goff had 40 passing yards until like a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, the missed kid 11 at halftime, 11 yards at halftime. It's, it's just, I, I mean, I, I don't look, I obviously, you know, Trent, you've watched every game, so I will let you get into whatever you want to get into. I just, I just have to tell you guys just to get it off my chest. I, I hope you understand after that game, why it's just been impossible to root for the team and to really care all that much. And, the, the, it's it's almost it's truly an unwatchable product and in a team that's supposed to be rebuilding that has a quarterback that's absolutely inept like I and I I made this point to Trent before you hopped on Collins 
if I'm Dan Campbell and your team is 0-8 and 1, there is no reason why David Blau should not get a start in in, in like soon. What what what, what golf couldn't even play. He was hurt and they didn't even put Blau in. Yep. So and that that's that's I the, just don't I had Rabs, you're exactly right. That's the only thing that I look at Dan Campbell and just question. I I, I love everything I mean, else he's he, done. Collins, go for it. Dude, he sucked on Sunday. He Point was blank. awful. He was horrible. And I, I hit my breaking What point. is going on where he's like, is he calling plays now too? I don't think he is. I hope not. No, I, he's like the guy who's like signaling the plays in now for golf. So he's like involved no, he's with the play trying, calling. He's talking about Dan Campbell right now. He's oh, not oh, talking about okay. Jared Goff. Sorry. Yes, yes. Campbell's calling plays. But Collins, I'll say this. Why? Because Lynn has been. He's playing. not a play caller. What is that? Let me say this though, Collins. I don't think it matters who's calling plays when you when your it quarterback, doesn't. dude. Because well, I mean, it, I mean, when you run the ball on third down every freaking time in the second half, I, I'm a little concerned with the. Play yeah, but ball. Collins, that literally just means that they don't trust Goff and or they know he is. Then take him out. He's physically incapable. So yes, Collins, you're right. I agree with you. That's the one area where I've been like, Dan, what the hell are we doing? Take that him was out. Awful. All, all game, they're talking about he's got a bad back, got a bad back. Trey Flowers reco- recovers the fumble at the end of the game, and there's 15 seconds, and you got one play or whatever, and Goff can't get it to the end zone. Like, what are what are we doing? So I, I agree with you there. That was the most atrocious football game I've ever seen in my entire life. I'll say that. I hit my breaking point with Jared Goff, and I think that's the biggest – that's the biggest takeaway from this game. I know breaking point seems a little late in the season to hit that with Jared Goff, given how he's played. But, dude, 11 yards at halftime. I've never seen anything like it, dude. I, I And God. and I feel – I like I told you this, Trent. I, I feel bad because he went from being a piece of a Super Bowl team. And, Grant, I don't, I don't know what Rams fans thought of Jared Goff. When your team goes to the Super Bowl – how can you how can you point at the quarterback and, and be mad with anything that goes on with that team? But I mean, my God, man, I, I, it's just at a certain point, again, you're 0-8 and one. You legitimately have nothing to lose. If anything, you're hurting yourself by winning games. So can you can you at least like show a pulse that you care and that you recognize that the team is not good? They can't, they can't even move the ball with this guy. Like he 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 actively limits your offense, but but just just the whole just the whole game of the the fucking the the kicker, and I know, I'm sure he's a nice man, but but like of all kickers that have ever kicked professionally, for this guy to come in and not even be close on an extra Dude, point, and they got his then, college like, the, stats the field up. Field goal, the the field goal of. Like like me like chipping like from ten feet away from the pin, just blading it like line drive ankle like worm burner like what like wasn't even an actual professional kick this team man i i'm sorry trent and i i hope that dan campbell come next year or the next couple years can can figure something out but for dan campbell to be at the podium and go i feel like i'm in some kind of twilight zone man i don't yeah welcome welcome back to the lions dan because i don't get it either i don't understand how this has to happen week in and week out they find new ways to lose tie like how the the pittsburgh steelers could not have played any worse in that game could not have played any worse they don't have their starting quarterback you you get a gift and just like 
Well, I can tell you this. We we're a lot better than we were two weeks ago. Are you? Are you actually? Well, because yes, your quarterback, yes, your you quarterback saw the, for fifty yards. You saw the Eagles game. Look, the, at the least they play hard. Like at least they the do. It's playing hard. But there's who I, I, again? You're you're rebuilding, right? You're rebuilding. Take your medicine. Tear the roster down. Let's get young. Let's do this right. Who are you excited on this team to watch? Can you name me like one? Because Hawkinson had zero catches last game. He's That's been more of a asked. reflection on he, the quarterback. He That's can't even – Hawkinson can't even go a game without getting three holding calls anymore either, by the way. So That's, granted, just not, that's simply good, not true. That's just he, not true. He had several holding calls last game. He had one. He's, he's, he good had one. For, he's good for multiple penalties a game, Hawkinson. So I, I get that his quarterback is, is – horrible yeah and that's kind of a big deal rabs that's kind of a big deal. there's also who, no give talent. me your guys Trent. who's okay so so no talent on a rebuilding roster what are what are your like top young players on this team the, eric barnes romeo aquara deandre swift Ross st brown sure Those are my guys. Sure looks like it looks like it i'm Ross st brown's look tremendous romeo aquara has been great this year i don't know what to tell you i'm it's don't please don't ever question again why I can't watch his team this year. That's it. I said I want to get on the same page. They're terrible. Oh, I, I get They're it. Horrible. I will say they don't this. Even have a pulse. They didn't lose, so they just. I mean, I think we should like give them some credit. But no, I'm not them, I, no, no, Trent, no. you can't. No, you, you can't. can't, Trent. Go ahead. I, no, I'm no. You, I'm just. I'm I have just saying. All time. All, all about the Lions. You can go. I go love ahead. DeAndre Swift. I love him. I I love. I absolutely love T.J. Hawkinson. I think it's a travesty that a Pro Bowl caliber player needs to play with this quarterback. And this play calling, I will also say that I, I want to give Trey Flowers a shred of credit because for that guy to dive on the ball at the end, like, like, why does he still care? I don't know. He's won Super Bowls. He's got nothing to gain from being here. The fans hate him. The fans are the he gets no support. But for him to actually make a play at the end was pretty awesome. The only accidental takeaway I have from the game was DeAndre Swift was incredible. And once Evan Brown got hurt on an already banged up offensive line, they couldn't move the ball. So that's it. I also think DeAndre – or not DeAndre Swift. I think Jamal Williams being gone still hurts this team, and I will, I'll beat that drum till the end of time. That's all I got. Pat on the back for the Lions. They didn't lose. I understand. They also have a quarterback who threw 11 yards in the first half. He I reached my breaking so point with bad. Goff solely because this team, when it's anything beyond third and six. I have zero confidence that they're going to convert zero because you know what? I know it's going to be, it's going to be a handoff. Deandre Swift had 33 carries in that game. 33, 33 carries. That's all I'm done. About time. Pound the rock. All right. Let's, let's do the trick. Collins. Do you have anything at all? No, I'll just say, I mean, it was Dan Jam had a horrible game. Just point blank. That was a horrible coach game. It's a horrible football game to watch. Um, I didn't get how they coached at all in the second half. It was just, I don't know, whatever. Yep. Well, we move on. Uh, picks real quick. Trent, the leaderboard is, can you please update us on the leaderboard? Uh, the leaderboard is now 10 and 8 Rabs, 8 and 10 Collins, 8 and 10 Trent. Fantastic. Um, I couldn't, I'm looking up right now because I could not even tell you who the, oh, they go to the Browns, the Lions at Browns. What a game this is going to be. The five and five Browns, one o'clock on Sunday. Um, Right now, the spread Browns are a 10 point favorite over under is 45 and a half. 
So I'm going to, I'm going to take a very similar approach to last week because both these teams are run centric. Is that a word? Run centric. Okay. Both these teams are run centric after the week Swift had, and maybe you get Williams back. Who knows? Maybe you get Igwe Buike in the mix. I have no idea. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I just think the lions are going to run the ball. They have to, this quarterback absolutely fucking blows. Um, And then I think, I think for the Browns too, you know, that's kind of what their bread and butter is. They got Chubb. I don't know if, um, Kareem Hunt's coming back yet. I know he was on IR. I think he's coming he might, back. He might expect to return week 11. Cherry on top is Baker Mayfield is questionable. So both these teams struggle to move the ball. They struggle to score because of their quarterback limitations. I will take the under and I will take the Lions to cover. 10 is too many. I genuinely think, look, you guys are just laughing at me. I genuinely <laughs> think the Lions are going to cover because I think that tying that game was enough after that blowout at Philly or against Philly, that'll be enough for this team to get riled up again for this coach. I think the Browns win by 40 next week. I really do. The Browns have been (laughs) terrible this year. I actually think the tie doesn't help because the fact of the matter is they should have won that game. Yeah. They just can't win at all. There's no, so uh, and if Jared, like if Jared, first of all, Jared Goff's not good to start with. If he's hurt, you're playing a 70% Jared Goff. I, I don't know if Dan Cap, Cam, Campbell is capable of doing this job then. If you can't replace <laughs> a 70% Jared Dahl. I think oh, the Browns man. actually might win 45 to 10. Give me the Browns. What about the total? 45 to 10. So over. So he's got over. Yes. That's your score. Pre- oh, uh, Trent, I'm going to tell you, I was actually going to take the Lions this week because I do think that 10 is like a lot of points, even, even for – even for the Lions, I think it's a lot of points. But after hearing Collins say that, I just like in my brain have now watched this game already, and the Lions do lose big. I will take the under for the sake of that I don't think – I think the defense has been playing a lot harder, which is, which is I guess, I don't know, encouraging. But I don't think that the Lions can keep pace to, to have this game go over. So I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take the Browns. And I, I just – just for the sake of if I'm sitting here – Next week when we record and I took the Lions in this game and they lose by 20 points, I'm going to be sick to my stomach. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The Browns, I think, are at this crossroads with their team of, like, what are we? Like, are, are, weren't we supposed to be good this year? And I know that you know, now Baker Mayfield is being criticized for his play and probably deservedly so. So, I don't know. Those are my Listen, picks. Listen, I have a Browns fan. who is, I have a friend who is a Browns fan is what I meant to say. They, the fan base, it seems, has punted. On the, they don't care because they really, yes, yeah. Back, and back and we're the Lions, son, Trent. Fair. I got no rebuttal for that. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I think the Lions, the cover's a lock. We'll see what the over under happens. I oh think it goes God, under. Dude, dude, what? The, the, <laughs> I, okay. Okay. A the lock. Browns aren't, the Browns aren't good. A lot. I'm not saying the Browns are good, but they're still playing for something. The Lions are playing for winning a game. I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, Baker's got two different injuries as well. I hope he plays because if he doesn't play, Case Keenum's going to play, and then we will lose. You're right. Yeah. So, for the sake of time, no trifecta, correct? Trent, we're correct, driving correct. it for today. Maybe, All I'll, right. maybe I'll have six next week. We'll see. Trent's got to get on the road. Um, thank you both for waking up early this morning and getting – Except I didn't wake up. I slept through. Well, we, we – we had a time we said, Collins, we texted you. When you wake up and see this, if you're not on by 10, we're done. We're kids. Show us cancer. <laughs> you're being replaced. But 
Um, we did it. We made it happen. Um, that is all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We are on Apple Podcasts and we are on Spotify. Go follow us, subscribe, rate us five stars, whatever you got to do so you don't miss any of the show. Uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.